Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Tyler. I'm Jamie. Uh, and here's a quick thing. So, in entertainment news... That's entertainment! Um, the Flash movie is currently filming in England, and it has been revealed that they will be shooting at the original mansion used in Batman 89. This will most likely be exterior shots only, but it's a pretty nice detail to have in that film, and to be shooting on location instead of a CG double. I'm not, well, look, I'm not really too excited about this movie yet, so I'll still be waiting for a trailer for it, but that's pretty cool that they're ramping up a lot of, uh, you know, some details here. It seems like it's going to be a good tribute to it, so I'd say it's on the right track, but again, we'll just have to wait and see, but yeah, that's pretty neat. I, I like the fact that they're using the original mansion. Didn't know it was still standing. Uh, meanwhile, uh, George Romero's Twilight of the Dead was going to be uh, his final of the dead films in his series. Uh, but unfortunately, he passed away before the script could be completed. Now his widow, Suzanne Romero, is working with the original writers who were working with George on the treatment, Joe Netta, Robert L. Lucas, and Paolo Zelotti, so, uh, to finish the script, basically. So according to Suzanne, George wanted this to be his final stamp on the zombie genre. Zelotti stated that it's no secret that Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead were not the way he envisioned the series ending as George knew. Uh, he knew it very well. So Twilight of the Dead was his goodbye to the genre he created and wanted to go out with a powerful film. Now, whether or not this film lives up to that remains to be seen, but I am curious. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge horror guy, but I actually do want to see how this turns out. Well, yeah, like, uh, like, uh, you know, I'm not really high on like of the of the dead uh, movies. I mean, I know we've seen like one or two of them. I think uh, I think we Well, Did you see the original uh, Night of the Living Dead? Not fully. Yeah. Uh, um, but we saw Land of the Dead. We saw Land of the Dead. Yes, yeah. that I, that we saw yeah. in, in theaters and everything, but not like Dawn or or Return or whatever the other ones right. were and stuff. Yeah. And it should be noted that Army of the Dead is like no affiliation with that. No. Um. So which is I would say it's a bit of a surprise, but you know, uh, it's not. But hey, I mean. If you've seen one zombie movie, you've seen them all, you know. Yeah, but at least Romero, who basically invented it, try, uh, has tried different things with it. And, um, oh, yeah, I yeah. Can, you know, you really got to tip your hat to him about that. Also, I'll give it to Zack Snyder. He directed a great remake of Dawn of the Dead, and that was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of, that's probably the only thing he did right in his life, you know. Um, like, you know, that movie. Um, I mean, if he'd only, if he'd only done something like that rather than stay away from a certain superhero film... You know, uh, all would have been right in the world, but uh, uh, that's neither here nor there. So uh, this Monday, Marvel released a short uh, sneak peek video of what they have in store for the Phase 4 movies, including release dates, title reveals, and some footage of the Eternals. While we had some, well, we had the same logo tease of the Fantastic Four, there was still no release date announced. Also, nothing mentioned about X-Men or Blade. Instead, what we got was uh, we got the Black Widow coming out July 9th uh, of this year. We have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings coming out September 3rd of this year. The Eternals, November 5th of this year. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th of this year. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th of next year. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th next year. Uh, and uh, now Black Panther 2 got a new title. It's called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That comes out July 8th of next year. We uh, Captain Marvel 2 is now called The Marvels, which uh, comes out November 11th of next year. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, that comes out February, February 20, uh, sorry, February 17th of 2023, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming out May 5th, 2023. So, 
Jesus, we got, we got those to look forward to. It's too soon to talk about like like 2023, man. It's yeah. like I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still adjusting to the fact that we're in 2021. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm still adjusting to the fact that we're in the 2020 decade. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, man, you know, I want to go backwards. You know, well, that's cool. 1990, 1990 was awesome. We got Same. about we got about four Marvel movies to look forward to this year, so that's good. Um, I would think. I would think that you and I uh, will definitely be back in the theaters by Black Widow. Definitely. I hope so. I mean, um, I got already, already got my first uh, dose of, of the vaccine on Friday mm-hmm. and I'll be, you know, so three weeks from that day, I should be getting my second one. Nice. And, you know, uh, uh, then the whole world will be back to normal. Just but just by my second vaccine alone, you know, everything will be all right. So just hang in there, world, uh, you know. I'm coming. Yeah. So, uh, yep. And I'm already, uh, I got m- both of my doses, so I'm good to go. Um, and then once uh, once Jamie is uh, ready to go, then I think we'll definitely be back in the theaters and we'll be shooting more quick reviews. So be on the lookout for that. We'll make an announcement and uh, just uh, on our Instagram page. So check on that. So that's quick channel. Um, that's right. Yeah, We're so going to Jam- come back to annoy the shit out of you people. Yeah. You know, even though you people are not even watching us or even listening to us. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back oh, yeah. this year. Definitely can't wait. And uh, so, Jamie, are we going off uh, the top rope? We are going off the top rope. Well, we're going off, uh, but we're not only we're going off the top rope, we're also going to the dark side mm. of the ring, per se. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, this Thursday premieres season three of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh my god, my new favorite show. Um, I was able to catch up. I mean, uh, over the last year, like I was able to watch uh, the first two seasons of the show and got to see a lot of uh, a lot of great stories. You know, about they talk about the the tragedy of the Von Erich family and the, the Montreal screw job and the death of Owen Hart and and um, even uh, the they even had a document. They even had an episode about Macho Man and Liz. Which they had an autobiography. Well, they had a biography. Well, not an autobiography, but a biography about it on A and E last night, which is also a great biography. I mean, if I were capable of crying, I probably would have uh, shed a tear or two because, you know, man, uh, to 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 basically simply put, like towards the end of uh, you know towards the end of his life, he was like at peace with like putting his wrestling career behind him, and he moved forward and. Uh, he reunited with his high school sweetheart, and he was happy again. And and according to Hulk Hogan, and I really do hope this is true, you know, like those two reunited, and Macho Man apologized for like you know like all the the chaos and the madness, no pun intended, uh, that those two um, had. And and you know it was just it was just a it was just a great biography all around. But that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring season three, you know, there's there's a there's a bit of a list as to what's coming up on these episodes. Um, in fact, they have they have part one of the Brian Pillman episode already online on YouTube. In fact, I was watching that earlier today, and um, man, you talk about a guy who is like unstable. You know, you got a guy who was cut from the Cincinnati Bengals. And you know, starts a wrestling career. had a has a has a promising uh, wrestling career, 
he he you know he had it all he had the look he had the talent and um he he was just he was just destined for for like a great many things but then apparently uh in one of the uh, clash of the champions episodes when he main evented alongside uh Steve Austin as part of the Hollywood Blondes against the uh, uh, four horsemen um didn't really wasn't really that big of a draw apparently so um, it was because of that that they decided to split up the um, Hollywood Blondes. And um, uh, Brian Pillman put one over on Eric Bischoff, telling him to write a termination note. And he was trying to uh, – well, and he um, he basically fooled him into thinking that it was part of a work. It was part of a ruse. But no, like like he told people that he got really terminated – and uh, went on ECW and, um, you know, basically expressed his grief and, and whatnot. And then soon enough signed to, to WWE and then later on passed away. But like I said, part one was only online. So I'm guessing uh, the full, full story will be told uh, this Thursday on uh, on Dark Side of the Ring. And um, coming up on this season, they, they, they got some cool subjects to talk about, like Nick Gage. I don't know much about Nick Gage, so I'm going to be learning everything on the fly. Uh, Collision in Korea, that I can't wait for because that was a clusterfuck and a half. Um, the Ultimate Warrior, what can't be said about him that hasn't been said already? I mean, um, he's one of like the most iconic figures from my childhood, like when he beat Hogan at WrestleMania six. It was uh, like I was like real bummed out because, you know, I was a Hogan fan. And um, and then the rest of his story was very interesting, too. Like he really like lived that character to the point where he even changed his name legally to Warrior. You now, of course, a lot of people may remember the the comic book about Warrior and whatnot. So um, it's going to be interesting to hear more about more about that. I even had the chance to meet him. Um Years ago, uh, a year before he died, and uh, real cool guy. He made sure that like no one was turned away. Um, like all the fans that were there to meet him, he made sure that everyone got their chance. And um, I thought that was really cool. Um, Grizzly Smith. I've heard some uh, stories about him, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what that episode is about. Um, I heard that he was like a, a real, real nut, according to Tony Schiavone. Um, the Dynamite Kid, one half of the British Bulldogs. Um, that's going to be an interesting story. He was also, um, in fact, he was, uh, Chris Benoit was inspired by by him uh, because of a lot of his move sets and stuff, especially like his diving headbutt and whatnot. And, um, but, uh, you know, there's definitely more to the story, which I can't wait to see. Now, this one, now this next one, I have no idea about. There's this one episode coming up called Johnny K9, a.k.a. Bruiser Bedlam. No idea who that is. And I'll, I'll have to, like, you know, like, look that up to see, like, who that was, whatever. But I definitely am looking forward to that episode just to learn who that is in general. And, of course, another episode... This season, they're going to be talking about the steroid trials from uh, uh, Vince McMahon's 1994 trials, which was uh, which was like basically 
uh, him fighting for his life for the most part because he was like accused of uh, doping the wrestlers and whatnot. And um, and uh, he, he basically got away, got clean. As you can see, he's still up and running and, um, you know, still, uh, you know, well, I don't know. Well, I guess I, I guess I'll check that out when the time comes. Now, Tyler, you know me being a big fan of like hardcore wrestling, right? And yeah, stuff, of course. You know, so there's one episode where they talk about FMW. Now, I've shown you some FMW stuff. Mm. You know, and 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 everyone has it. Everyone is going to have their opinions about it. Like, you know, a lot of the, those death matches are like crap and everything. But I like that stuff. Something about like the the, the chaotic nature of the hardcore matches. Is just so awesome to me, you know. I, I'm just sadistic like that, I guess. Um, in fact, Jun Kasai uh, of uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling is like one of my all-time favorites, along with uh, Atsushi Onita, you know. But I wonder what they're going to talk about for. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Jim Cornette's going to be uh, speaking on this, it's, it's. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be anything good, you know. Because he, he, uh, he's not really, like, big on that whole thing. Because, you know, a lot of that stuff is just – it's just it, – it's crazy because you got, like, explosions involved and barbed wire and and broken glass and and thumbtacks and, and nails on boards and everything. So that episode I'm really looking forward to. That along with XPW. XPW is pretty much uh, not as hardcore as – that and maybe not even maybe no it was trying to be like the equivalent to ECW, but it was um it was okay for the most part. Like I ha- I've seen one or two events from there. I mean, in fact, I I still have one of well, a friend of mine let me borrow his VHS tape. Yeah, you heard that right, his VHS tape, which I still have to this day, uh, from one of their events. Um. And uh, it's gonna be t- another another episode coming up. Uh, I'm curious about what what uh, they mean by the plane ride from hell. Of course, they refer to this infamous WWE flight back from the European tour in 2002. So I'm curious as to what that's all about. Um, and uh, finally, you know, they're gonna be ta- uh, another. There's uh, other episodes involving Luna Vachon, uh, who, in my view, is is a but I would say revolutionary because she was like a different breed of uh, of uh, you know of a female wrestler. Of course, she's a, a second generation. I believe her father was Mad Dog uh, Vashon and her uncle was Butcher Vashon. Uh, I'm going to fact check that. That's what I remember hearing one time. So, but I'm pretty sure that's 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 a that was the case. But yeah, she she uh, she was definitely a different breed. And finally. Uh, the late great Chris Canyon, as in who better than Canyon? Uh, a lot of people may know him when he first came to WCW as Mortis, as a uh, Glacier's nemesis, and um, and uh, you know he was also one of the, the first uh, openly gay uh, wrestlers, um, and uh, you know sadly he uh, his life was cut short. Um, so hearing that story is going to be pretty good. Um, all, all around, you know, I can't wait for this upcoming season cause, uh, um, most of the stuff that they're going to be talking about, like I already know, 
specifically like Pillman and Warrior and Dynamite Kid. But, you know, I always like watching these documentaries because you always learn something new. So I'm looking forward to that. Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, by the way, I am not a representative of Vice TV. Um, Everything I'm saying is purely my opinion. So I don't want anybody thinking that I'm like a representative or whatever. So um, I'm going to check it out this Thursday and hopefully you all do too. Tyler. Thanks, man. So, and that's our show. Thanks for listening. Check us out wherever you get uh, your podcasts, as well as our quick channel Instagram and Facebook pages. Please subscribe or drop a review, preferably both, and we'll see you next week. R.I.P. George Romero. By lunchtime, I'd pretty much forgotten about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>